0: Welcome to the Center of Memphis podcast. I'm your host, Brantley Davidson, uh, and this week I'm joined by Executive Director of the Center of Memphis, Howard Graham, and we're also joined by Dan Butler this week. So, Dan, glad to have you, and, and as we dis- discuss our topic today, uh, but before we do that, the Center of Memphis exists to define reality and offer hope for leaders in Memphis. We meet weekly, um, or in group sessions, um, or one-on-one, and um, we meet to discuss um, individual topics that we're they're walking through together um, as well as potentially unique issues and opportunities um, to help with uh, what you're going through so we we release content throughout the week on our website at the center on our various social channels like instagram or youtube uh, so please give us a follow at the center memphis for both of those channels and then please visit our site sign up for emails um, and you can sign up there for our weekly group sessions or also uh, for some one-on-one time um, if you want to talk through your unique issues. And then finally, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast wherever it is that you're tuning in from on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform, um, and please leave us a review and let us know um, how we can do better. This week, uh, Howard and Dan, we were talking about conflict and can conflict be for good? So maybe before we get into answering that question, we should tee up what conflict is and, and how it even, I think there's been some, a lot
1: of discussion even this week about conflict. That's right, and the title's Conflict for Good, so of course we think it can be good, so we'll just give, give that away before we define. But it's so much, uh, you just described all the things we offer at the center, and certainly getting together one-on-one, but we've had some of the richest discussions in our groups uh, which are open and, and, uh, and, and some people come for the first time and really discussing, we've gone through scenarios and there's been real, some really healthy debate. Uh, What's one of the definitions of conflict, a vigorous uh, debate of ideas and we've also then people have followed up because they've had individual scenarios we want you to know that we're here for that you can sign up on the website for an individual session but you've got something going on you're not sure how to engage or what to engage with uh, that's at work uh, in life that's exactly what we're here to to talk about so just uh, let us know and sign up on that but conflict is a struggle between ideas thoughts needs values or beliefs and I think many of us are we have behavioral differences about engaging, but at the same time, some of us have a guilt with engaging because we've seen it go wrong. We've seen it be sin. It's the original sin in a way, uh, and certainly uh, the Bible's clear. We're always defining uh, what God says about this, but the Bible's clear that conflict entered actually before Adam and Eve did with an idea, with the temptation. That's conflict itself. And then in Ephesians and so many other places, we're here to fight the good fight, to um engage and to see that our, our, our um, real struggle is never against flesh and blood, but against uh, the enemy himself. And so I think it brings such a heavy uh, thought, uh, but a true thought, to the beginning of this. Um, but so much of conflict really is uh, can be debates on two good things, a vigorous debate about good ideas to make things better. Uh, and that's really what we're here to talk about today, is how conflict uh, makes things better.
0: Yeah, I think just even teeing it up that even there can be conversation between two good things from a conflict perspective. So oftentimes I think we think that conflict is um, between maybe two negatives, um, which makes it hard to even think that it can be for good. So as we sort of define what conflict is, what what does it mean for conflict to actually be for good?
1: It means you're looking for the good of the organization. For what is love? What is the way to help more people? Um, so to make it for good means that you know uh, the values. You're aligned with the values of the organization, your own personal values, your own. And we're going to see some. Of how, we're going to play that out specifically in a minute. But um, I really would like to say first the cost of it. Um, and it's, there's cost of not doing it well. And there's, there, it's Leads to poor decisions, leads to lack of innovations, leads to less trust. So many people um, don't engage in it because they think we're going to create a trust problem or uh, divide the team. But nothing is worse than not speaking up in advance on something you think is important. It aligns with your values that you believe is good for the organization's values uh, and helps others. So uh, less success. So conflict for good is something that leads An individual or team or organizations or even your family toward the goals you have toward your values mission and purpose
0: yeah even if I was just sort of thinking about this this week one of the things that I'm thankful for at least in my marriage is that my wife is really good at conflict she's really good at even bringing it out of me at times because she can sort of read my emotions and also understand when there's times where we need to have a rigorous debate or really just discuss what are the specifics and how can we reach a resolution. And I say that because what I've learned about myself and even in the workplace is if conflict can be approached appropriately, oftentimes that becomes the strength of relationships In every aspect of life
1: yeah where have you where have you really become tight with somebody that you hadn't been through something together um through adversity through uh somebody one of the guys in the session talked about that's how baseball a pitcher and a and a catcher work together first they have to debate how to do it uh where how to hold the glove everybody's a little different so they becomes uh one as a unit by working through those things uh so uh we we don't want anybody to uh, you know, too much. There is some shame out there for people to Say, well, if you speak up, you're going to hurt the team, and we just want to, you want to push back against that first in a healthy way, and then know that even, of course, even one on one relationships and team relationships that talking through this, that working through this issue, putting the ideas on the table will ultimately uh, work out for good uh, when the reason you're doing it is for good and it's aligned with uh, what you're about. The interesting thing in that
0: sort of sports analogy that. I was thinking through is that in the pitcher-catcher relationship where there is sort of this interesting uh, you know, strategy, if you will, or even debate on how things are done from signal calling to the way that pitches are caught even, the catcher potentially has to do it differently for each pitcher. And so one of the things that I think that's interesting about conflict for good as, as we're thinking about from an individual perspective, and so Dan, I'm curious to maybe hear your thoughts on this, is how do we do things well from a conflict perspective and even consider the individual on the other side and how it should be different for maybe varying scenarios? So you're asking
2: how to approach it? Is that yeah. true? Yeah. Yeah, I just think, you know, and Howard and I shared some messages back and forth this week about you know, having uh humility and respect and just making it a safe place, like that it's a uh you know, that that, that you're open minded to both just have that discussion and looking for the greater good. What's the you're looking for the positive outcome,
0: right? So to glorify God through that that conversation. Yeah. And then Howard, I don't know, there's one thing that we were sort of getting into this morning, just the even the uniquenesses of of understanding who the individuals are
1: and how that even changes the way that conflict is approached. You better believe it. And so to create trust, and by uh, the way, Patrick Glencioni at The Table Group has an excellent podcast on this. I listened to it when I really thought the lesson this week would be about resolving conflict, and I said, well, we got to set up the reason to do it. Mm. And, uh, and so uh, I really point everybody to that. It's The Table Group, um, Podcast 3. It's called Conflict for Good. But one thing he says there is conflict without trust is politics. And, and and the other way to say that positively is um, if you're in it to win, if you're in it to, for personal agenda to to win, and he points out Congress and other examples, but, but, I mean, if if all you're entering is to only have things your way, you won't have trust. If you are aligned with the values, and you could go back to Congress on this or aligned with what the country's about, then it's an, a vigorous debate about how to best do it. And I think that is what our framers meant when they set it up. Uh, set up our checks and balances to make sure that we would have vigorous debate of ideas Uh, but that just plays out even in our individual lives every day and we've got to know the differences in people and specifically starting with their approach to conflict Mm -hmm. meaning that some people are reticent to say things and 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 so and those of us who uh maybe can make the mistake on freely engaging and, and, and being too dominant on that and, and even enjoying it. There are people who enjoy it. I don't, I don't know if, how big that percentage is. Uh, but sometimes uh, oh, we do, and I can be guilty of that myself. But we have to realize that everybody's not going to say something back. Uh, mm-hmm. so I think the wrong attitude that I would bring in early years of work is that, well, I'm going to say it, and if nobody says something back, that's agreement. But I didn't, give, I didn't create a trusting environment for people to speak their word. Hey, hey Dan what do you think about this um are you okay with this and actually doing it in a way that they really know they have permission not just to put them on the spot but build trust over time a healthy team engage in in vigorous debate and the winner uh, is the organization the whole reason you exist what else do you see there dan What what do you see the um where it's worked or where it's not worked that kind of puts out one of these principles of of how to do it well
2: you know you know when we're talking through that, talking about the family and all that stuff, I was thinking about, my wife and I, we, I've shared some of this with you before about just anxiety and how that was a conflict for us for 15 plus years. And uh, it was, I'm logical, my wife's more anxious and just, it always was just a, a, a focal point that I wanted her to be more logical and more reasonable and, I, and she wanted me to be more understanding and caring, but we didn't even understand that part because we didn't make it a safe place to mm-hmm. have that conversation. So once we broke down that barrier and just said, let's talk about this every day and just tee it up for the good of our marriage and for the good of our relationship, and great things started happening because
1: it it created a fruitful conversation. Understanding that we're different to start. That's right. And and actually, in a a marriage, you have the same goals. A healthy Uh marriage has the same goals. And so then how to understand we bring different, experiences family backgrounds approached yeah. especially the conflict or and understand
2: that god made us yeah you know how we are so understanding that and loving that about each other you know and loving about that your co-workers your peers your boss whoever that might be so and our
1: family backgrounds mm-hmm. now that's we were covering that last week in emotional intelligence but yeah. uh how our family backgrounds how conflict or things were approached if, if they didn't have a full discussion if somebody always walked out mad well then that's the, that's why you think you're supposed to do conflict. And, right. and that's why you think it's negative instead of saying, oh, we're going to stay in here and listen. Yep. And I'm, I'm a, I'm about to ask a question not to maybe get
0: us to our next section, but sort of to help even just give a good, huh? I'm saying this in the sentence incorrectly, but to give a good definition of good, meaning, <laughs> sorry, I was uh, proactively laughing at my question uh, ahead of time. So, you know, my personality is coming through, but I- I'm asking it because w- when we sort of just heat this up on like, what is conflict for good? There's there's a bit of a, what are we trying to achieve in uh, conflict in general with this question? So it's almost posing to both of you, what is it, you know, what is good in this scenario? And what do we really mean? We're trying to understand, like when we're understanding the individual and when we're approaching conflict and having a rigorous debate that oftentimes can bring in heightened emotions and passion points. Um, what does it mean? Like when we're to really seek out the good of conflict for me, I was, I was just thinking about this. I I
2: simplify things probably way too much, but I always think, Somebody has solution A, somebody else has solution B, and I want solution C. Meaning, you want the best possible outcome. That's what I think about when I think about good. You want the best possible outcome that you can come collectively to the table and walk away with with clarity and engagement and on the same page, but it's the best possible solution because if you don't have that healthy debate, you're leaving stuff on the table. Mm. You're leaving stuff that you could have implemented or changed or whatever. You left that because y'all didn't have that healthy debate. You just went with one direction of somebody overpowering the other, or didn't want to get in that conflict, or whatever that looked like. So
1: that's right. And the organizations that do it come to better results. That's, that's research right. proven. And then those that don't still argue and debate. They just do it after the fact and talk bad about the decisions. Money, oh, money, quarterback. Was a bad idea. Yeah, money, money, quarterback. It's terrible. And so you, it, we as leaders, we want to set up. Um, environments where that's healthy and then to answer your question brantley on for good dan made it simple but it's simple even theologically Mm. we are here we're made in the image of god to reflect his light to subdue creation to enter in to creativity with him and to redeem all things uh, because he's doing it anyway to join in with him so shining light in the situation for the better idea so you bring your values your personal values to a workplace, to a board you sit on, to even family, and then you know the joint values of the organization. So when you're shining light that's aligned with the values, yours, uh, we'll get more into it with the Bibles, and and the organizations, you're making it better. And then, But if you do it in a way that respects all people and realize that everybody's not on the same page but and, and seek clarity, that's something we talked a lot about. It's like sometimes we confront someone's ideas, and the goal is, by the way, the goal is not conflict. The goal's the best idea to renew creation at the highest level. Hmm. And then, okay, so maybe they didn't have the pressure of renewing all creation, but even in little ways, I can renew creation, I can help somebody be redeemed or blessed by recognizing their point in the conversation asking him what they really mean, they may work it out when they kind of go two questions in, they may understand even what they mean differently, rephrase it, reframe it, and then other people can safely interject to create the best idea uh, that what Dan's talking about.
0: Yeah, I think that, I, I love that point because when we think about conflict, I think all too often, I tend to think about the term pushback all the time, and Pushback is appropriate, and oftentimes it does, When, at least for myself, when I think about that term, it becomes the negative connotation of it and not into, I'm here for conflict because I'm here to help make something better. I'm, hel- I'm here to try to renew it potentially. So yes, I am technically probably pushing back, but the goal isn't pushback itself. The goal is the end state of
1: trying to get to something where it is better. That's right, and that's the only reason to push back. Maybe that's one of very close to the original sin, not honoring God, the first one, but right there, we covered that to start the lesson. But a little pushback from Adam uh, might have helped us out a little bit. (laughs) We might have been a different Uh (laughs) direction. But not so hard on him, because what we do every day, we have a chance to shine light on a situation, and we want to engage it uh, for good, and then even not saying something is also for good, but we have Mm -hmm. to to judge that. uh, Dan, where have you seen... Uh, maybe even examples of getting in or not getting out of Brantley, what the right times to get in and out of a of a conversation for good you know I, there's a there's a, been a lot of interesting
0: things that this past year has sort of just thrust us into situations where for me personally i, I probably haven't handled the adaptation correctly and uh for me personally one of it was even just going back to the office and working maybe in the office uh, maybe a little ahead of w- where uh, health guidelines would have su- suggested um, to do that. And I think that um, for me, like, it was over time learning to listen to lots of different voices in a way. And um, ultimately, I think the, the the you could say the pushback or the conflict that I pursued was not... Uh, correctly influential at the right time and so for me it was learning that I think what i I failed to do was listen to the other side of the table appropriately because I cared more about my own opinions in this at that point in time versus maybe where other folks really were so it was I would say it was sort of a, a failure to listen was the first example that
1: came to my mind Ooh, slow slow to speak eager to listen that's one of our things Dan how about you I mean I'm just seeing it I'm mean, kind of like Bradley was
2: saying, like, just this—just the whole year of COVID has been a conflict. I mean, you know, mask, no mask, shut down, start up, office, no, I mean, like, do you open church, closed church, like, and just being able to, I mean, this is great stuff to like, just project us going forward of, you know, just listening to others and having that, you know, what I've learned through this is like, beliefs, you know, values don't really change. Beliefs change based on new information. So if you can sit down and have a healthy, healthy conversation and say, "This is where I'm seeing," or "This is how I feel," or yeah. you know, or bring data, you know, healthy stuff comes out of that. Does that make sense? What I'm saying, like yeah. your your beliefs start moving in one way or another um, to the positive. I guess that's
1: right. If we're here to love others, and right. the the way we love it changed dramatically in a in a in a pandemic. Yes, uh, and some and 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 still, there's it, not always perfect clarity we're seeking clarity why right. do it this way you know what are what are the facts and data around uh even the virus itself yeah um you know some sc- schools went back fast because they believed that transmission wasn't big through kids some schools did and they yeah. proved it and then so then they can test and yeah. see uh so they, they were there some of that was innovative and others then could follow uh, but they they thought it was good for children to be learning and have something uh, to do. And so in that case, they, they defined that as love, and that was good. Right. So
0: we're sort of starting to touch on our, our last topic a little bit, which is what what happens when we don't engage in conflict?
1: We still complain about it later. <laughs> yeah. The great theologian, one of our uh, contributors this week, gave us a great theologian, Bill Parcell, said, Losers uh, get to get together and complain later. Uh, complain about other people, but teams, winners, uh, bring everything to the forefront. So that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that uh, two of us in a company or an organization or a nonprofit, even a church, wouldn't say, "Isn't this better?" But then we're pushing each other to bring that into light uh, mm-hmm. and willing to be wrong, willing to hey, we may get to we may not have considered everything, but we think this is the right thing to bring to light for the whole team. Rather we're not. Here's what we're not going to do. We're not going to sit back, sit back, and talk bad about it. And you know, I think
2: also I'd say you grow or die. You know, like I've always used that phrase. Like, if you're not having that healthy conflict, you know, I was talking to a guy this the suites doing some consulting for a company. He's got forty-something percent turnover. They obviously they don't hmm. get it. They're not having healthy conflict yeah. to figure out the solution to solve turnover. There's something wrong inherently in that organization that's yeah. causing forty-something percent, oh, almost half your people just be gone twelve months yeah. from now. Yeah. So. I think stagnation and loss of efficiency, uh, productivity. Think of all the cost by not having that healthy conflict creates. They're just letting it be. It is what it is. Oh, woe is us. Kind of, you know, look where we are. Not having the best
1: idea. Right. We hit this in the communication lesson, but I think, and you'll see that in the communication podcast uh, a a few back, but the people at Apple pushed back, the head people on jobs. He didn't believe there should be a phone. The iPods and the and the, and, the, and the MacBooks will cover it, yet uh, they pushed back and said this is, technology's gonna converge, convinced him, he pushed back against the carriers, will never do it right, well, and they convinced him that he could design a phone that would, that would, the carriers would change their rules and allow data to flow more freely, and, and now we have a phone, but they, the best idea, all the things were still true, uh, but they had to solve them together, and that's what an innovative company does. That's what an innovative organization does. Even all the way to our households, we can see that kind of innovation. Conflicting ideas that can now bring to better, to to bear a better solution. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: you know, when I think about sort of the the opportunity cost, I guess, of not engaging in conflict. Mm-hmm. This morning, my head immediately went to just thinking about Daniel when he was first taken into captivity. And Babylon, and he's basically given this choice to eat the king's food or not to eat the king's food. And he sort of pushes back to the eunuch and says, Hey, I'd love to just eat vegetables and water and test me for 10 days and see what happens. Mm-hmm. See if I'm better than the other people that you're taking in and training. And then the eunuch also had to be potentially willing to engage in conflict in the future with the king right he was sort of putting his life at stake he says that in that story he says you know you're you're making me put my life at stake for something that you really believe in and ultimately you know god used obviously daniel and he used the eunuch to allow daniel to even do that and it what we what we see in that one story and it's you know maybe not the best analogy but ultimately uh, Daniel and his friends were healthier the king saw and acknowledged that they were healthier the eunuch was blessed and so was Daniel and his friends and, and then we, we know, you know from a biblical story perspective Daniel was then used greatly and for us as believers you know we're look, and why we think about conflict for good it's we don't want to miss out on the chance for God to use this conflict in our own story
1: and for his good so good. And, and have our bottom line verse on all this. And Daniel exhibited it and Paul recapped it in, uh, in his letter to the Romans. But don't conform to the pattern of the world just because it looks pleasing, because that's the things you can do. Uh, Daniel knew he wanted to stay on the way he was raised. He wanted he wanted to be reminded of who he was constantly and helped him that he knew that would help him know God. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good pleasing, and perfect will, not what's pleasing to our eye, not what's pleasing um in the temporary but pleasing and 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 consistent with God's will, and even the smallest things that we do can shine light on others when we do it for love That's awesome. well, is there anything else
0: that we want to touch on this? Uh, topic before we maybe move into thinking about what next week is, which I know is going to be conflict, but maybe a little bit of a deeper dive into some different areas.
1: I think in just one of our other uh, principles we wrapped with is just n- no motives. We don't want to be... We, um, we talked about the fundamental attribution error that Lencioni points out in his podcast, so I'll point people to that, but when we judge people's motive for why they're bringing the, their idea uh, to the table we really get messed up. And so we seek clarity to understand um, and then to listen and have them even explain their own idea deeper and deeper and help maybe bring out through questions the issue. Uh, To seek clarity, to know what they really mean uh, instead of assigning anything to them that uh, may or may not be true, that might be easy to say, uh, but we don't know their hearts. And it's not our job to judge or know hearts that's God's job. It's our job to seek the good consistent with the values of the organization we're with. Yeah,
0: that's a that's a good good point to sort of leave with because it, it sort of goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of, you know, w- what is conflict for good? And we talked, I think, a lot about just the relationship, the person that's on the other side that you're engaging in conflict with. That attribution error or the assumption of what that person is walking into is – is where conflict can go bad, right? right? There is, the I was sort of sharing even like my listening posture on that one example and how I think I learned that I was off and didn't learn and listen correctly. And so I maybe assumed and attributed the wrong things. You know, one thing that makes me think about that is like, if we could walk away, like when you're having conflict and have that
2: uh, open arrangement to understand you're, you're talking about the behavior or the action of that person or the idea, but not the person. Think about the, the negative side of conflict is you think you're getting attacked, yeah. right? A lot of a lot of scenarios. So if you can break down that barrier to say, no, I'm just talking about this particular issue or or the behavior that was that happened here, not you. Let's let's take that off the table. You're made in God's image, I love you, but we're going to figure this out. Yeah. So that changes the dynamics of that conversation. Everybody
1: deserves the same patience, dignity. That's right. And we get through it, and then so we can go to clarity. Awesome. Well, Howard, what are we going to be talking about next week? Just that. Um, and we're going to see, even when there's perfect clarity, so you want to read ahead in your Bibles, read Acts 6 and 7. And Stephen, who presented perfect clarity, and yet they still, the religious leaders of the day, ground their teeth and uh, didn't accept what he was saying, although what he was saying was, in this case, the perfect word of God. He was full of the Holy Spirit. And then he still resolved the conflict. Um, some of you know the story, know how it resolved exactly. But it's our job as leaders to resolve it, uh, to bring forgiveness and grace into the situation. So how, even when it's gone awry, uh, we'll look at more reasons it goes awry, but we'll look at the end of the day, blessed are the peacemakers. And so how do we make peace when uh, conflict has turned negative and uh, and has turned for the wrong, for turned for not for good, how do we as leaders assist others in cleaning that up how do we clean it up in our own lives how we resolve how do we resolve uh to resolve conflict
0: awesome we're looking forward to it uh again you can join us in person next week as we talk through um, more details of conflict like howard just um, walked us through um, or you can tune back in to this podcast next week We'll, we'll be recapping it and talking it through with you all thanks for tuning in and looking forward to talking to you next week